Today's gospel, these Greeks are seeking out the disciples because they want to know about Jesus. They want to meet God, the person that we have come to know as God, and they want to find something more in life. They're seeking something, which is why I think we all are here. Um, I needed to say this publicly, and I shared this at 9 o'clock as well. Um, whenever you uh, think you've got a great idea, there's always these kind of consequences and a double-edged sword. So I, I need to tell you all about the Puditan K. Um, when we started, I, it is inspiring as this community, and for those of you who have not um, heard this story yet, we, committed to 10,000 hours of service in the greater community. And it's remarkable um, and inspiring to see where people are serving as they begin to, to share their commitment. And um, we crossed 1,600 this week in hours that this community has served. And I, um, I believe in service. I believe that it's important for us to, if we can, to be pushed out of our comfort zone and to 
to walk with other people and to share and to learn and to see God breaking through in this world. And so I'm grateful for all that everybody is doing around this place, and yet I found myself wondering, what about all of those who give so much time to St. Stephen's that they don't have the flexibility to serve, whether it's setting up the altar on Saturdays or Sunday mornings or singing in the choir or teaching our youth or answering the phone during the week. If you have given a lot of your time to this place and not been able to serve, thank you. You are cultivating an environment. You're part of making this place special that making St. Stephen's the inspiring place it is, and, and, and I need to acknowledge that. Your work is important, even if the numbers are not tallied on the little um, clock that is out there. And if you're finding yourself so consumed with life and the fullness and heaviness of life that it's all that you can do just to get here on a Sunday morning, or evening, and volunteering or serving is too much to ask. Please know that I'm glad that you're here. And whether today's the first time through the doors or the thousandth time through the doors, showing up is significant, and you're making this place the special place that it is. But all of us are here, I think, for the same reason. We want to encounter God. We want to know God more fully. We want to see our lives as a part of that greater cosmic story of God and the sacredness of all that we experience. And, and so we, we gather here looking for life and the fullness. And we hear a little bit of that in today's gospel with the mention of eternal life. Just a few chapters earlier in chapter 10, Jesus says, I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. And so there's this idea, I think, that we come to life so that we can have something more. We come here to church or we pray or we participate in the religious life because we want to know that we're a part of something more than what we experience. We're looking for fullness or abundance. We're looking for all of that. And that theme somewhat runs through John's gospel. The first time there are a few words in today's reading that are significant and that I think can give us a, shed a little light into what this abundance really is. For the hour has come. It's pointing to a point that something in today's gospel is different. Something is changing. In chapter 2 of John's gospel is the first sign. It is the wedding at Cana. And we go from having running out of wine to, to Jesus taking those six barrels and, and converting them to a, a great and lavish party. And so we see abundance beginning to flow in the wedding in Cana. Abundance is beginning to make itself manifest. And so we see life becoming more than what it is. And then Jesus turns to his mother 
And they're about to think about you know, making this life more. And he says, the hour has not yet come. And so then later in chapter 7 of John's Gospel, after more miracles and life-transforming work, life is becoming more abundant for those people that encounter Jesus. And he says again, the hour has not yet come. And so there is a shift that is taking place today. There is something about this abundant life that God is calling us into that is different. It's not about the miracles or the fullness that comes from wine or or all the blessings that we have in life. Today we hear that it's through suffering and death that God is glorified. We learn that to have this full life, we must walk into Jerusalem. And this should cause us to pause. Because I know that there are hopes that we grow and there's new programs coming and all of that good stuff. But we hear that this new um, church campaign is that if you really want to have a life with God, you must walk to Jerusalem. And I, I told 9 o'clock here, and this is a little bit different crowd at 11.15, that um, the challenge of the church life and the liturgical calendar in the state of Alabama is we have spring break because the last the last week in March, and so many people will be gone from here during Holy Week. So I, um, I feel like I need to give my Holy Week sermon um, this, this Sunday. We hear those words, Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So when we talk about this life that we're seeking here, the life that God invites us into, it's not one that is free of pain and challenge. It is life that invites us into that. And I think subconsciously we know this. We know that some of the most challenging moments in our lives are the moments that define who we are. When we have lost something, a child or a parent or, or our, our livelihood or a friendship, hardship and loss is not the absence of God is when we experience sometimes the fullness of God. I gathered last night and I was in, um, went to see a friend in the hospital and there were about 13 or 14 of these family members gathered around loving each other at 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, it's in those moments that you see beauty and hope and it's painful and it's this recognition that, that God, is, God is present. The challenge of, of 
of coming here is to know that part of our walk of faith is to be faced with with the journey to Jerusalem. I, um, Bishop Lee of Chicago has this saying that, you know, as Christians, we, uh, we don't sign our name with a smiley face. We sign it with a cross. And so it's painful to acknowledge that part of our practice of being faithful is to ask what has to die for us to have eternal life. And so as I look inwardly into who I am, I wonder, what are these things that I hold on to? Is it power or control or confidence or ego? What are these things that must die in order to experience life fully? How can I make that journey that is painful and not see the fullness of life abundant, but instead a journey into Jerusalem where we find God present and breaking through. I think that's the challenge that we are invited into this Lent. In order to experience what you are to come to experience at Easter, we have to experience that journey that begins on Palm Sunday. A journey where the poor and the hungry are laying down all that they have for Jesus to walk across. That journey to Monday, Thursday, where we are vulnerable in the washing of feet and where we see the place that we encounter God in this beautiful place stripped down to its barrenness as we hear Psalm 22 chanted to show up on Good Friday and to hear that narrative of the crucifixion of Christ and to ask ourselves, what is our own role, our agency in this narrative? Because we live in a world that is not much different than it was 2,000 years ago where power corrupts and where the broken and marginalized are taken advantage of at every turn. And we're forced to ask ourselves, what is our role in cultivating this world? And it's challenging. It's tough. And if we do it right, it very well might break us open. But the promise in John's Gospel today is that Jesus draws all of us to Him in that work. That we're not alone when we explore our own brokenness. And that we must do that in order to experience the joy of Easter. And so as one of your priests, I invite you into this hard work as we journey towards Holy Week. And even if you vacation, to take some time to reflect on those hard questions. Maybe if you're at the beach Find an Episcopal or Catholic or liturgical church that has a Good Friday service to spend that time so that when Easter comes, we can live with true, true joy and life abundant. Amen.